What was that? I don't know. It's supposed to be a start noise. Is that the start? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are here again to attempt to do an episode on Ocean's 8. Yay. We've tried this before. And, uh, and it was wonderful until Charlie failed. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I have with me here in, uh, in the podcasting studio <laughs> my uh, wife, Kristen. Hi. And my sister, Mallory. Hi. Who has been on the show, but uh, nobody's heard it because... Uh, <laughs> It failed miserably. So this might also fail miserably. I should I should specify at the beginning. Uh, so after after that catastrophic failure. So what happened? Oh, he's like you have to explain what happened. Yeah. Don't just say it was failure. Right. So right because that implies that maybe you guys messed up. Uh, when in no, fact, we've made it very clear that you were the one that messed up. Right. So we killed. <laughs> it's true. So like the setup that we have here, I can record two microphones at the same time, but then the third I had to use. A separate thing and about like what an hour into it no we were done it had been like two hours okay two hours into it. late in the night <laughs> we uh we realized that the recording on one of those was lost and it was irrecoverable it seemed and the next day i sort of angrily uh bought a bunch of new stuff but it was all really cheap stuff for the just in case scenarios where i have more than just two people in the same room and this is the very first time that i've been trying that Oh, I didn't know that. If this sounds uh, worse than normal, I apologize. I but, don't. And Mallory does not. Deal with it. Yeah. So, okay, let's move on. So we're here to talk about what movie? Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. This is going to go Lemis. really great. <laughs> we're here to talk about- Ricky Ralph. <laughs> yes. The new one's coming out. I know. It yeah, doesn't it look so good? Like, what's it called? Like, Ralph Breaks the Internet? When yes. is it coming yes. out? We're not talking about but Ralph Breaks the Internet. I don't know the answer to that. Aren't, isn't that the whole point of podcasts is that you're supposed to like just follow rabbits and have fun? Follow, follow rabbits? rabbits? Yeah, you chase rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, I know exactly what you, you mean, but I've conversations never. that like it's not called chasing rabbits. Right. It's going down rabbit the rabbit trail or the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Is trail part? Of, is it trail? Rabbit it's trails. Squirrel. I guess it could be rabbit trails. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. I thought it was rabbit holes. Because isn't that an Alice in Wonderland reference? Going down a rabbit hole. We're not here to talk about Alice in Wonderland. Okay. All right. This is going to be a really fun edit. I can tell. We are talking about Ocean's Eight. There it is. See that Chapman blood. Uh, Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I was making fun of you. Yeah. No. It's uh you are you are joining in. Hey, you agreed to do this, so you I are did. now also a podcaster that uh everybody can make fun of in our family whenever we get together. No, I'm not telling the family about this. Okay. Only fair. mom will know. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> no one else will know. All right. So let's talk about Ocean's Eight. The follow up to the uh Ocean's trilogy, of which there was Ocean's eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Five years. Eight months, 12 days, and counting. That's how long Deb- Debbie Ocean has been devising the biggest heist of her life. Wow. She knows what it's going to take. A team of the best people in the field, starting with her partner in crime, Lou Miller. Does that get the ball rolling? 
That did. That was brilliant until okay. you asked if we got the ball rolling. Well, then you can just edit that out. That's, That's what true. you're here for. Okay. So we all saw this movie whenever it was in theaters, right? And then yeah, we twice. recorded an entire twice. podcast about it. Twice. Uh, well, no, this is the second time. We haven't gotten well, through a whole episode. It will episode. be twice. Actually, yeah. I should probably double check. Is it recording right now? If it's not, I'm going home. You are home. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is still recording, so we're still good. So we watched it. We recorded an episode, and uh, Charlie, you know, I screwed all that up. And then we waited until it came out on Blu-ray, and then we all just watched that a couple days ago. And we are now here together again. So... I actually don't remember anything about our previous conversation. I think the blinding upsetness over losing the whole recording uh, has taken that all away from me. So this is going to be relatively fresh conversation for me. I remembered something about mascara. Yeah, she. I still don't know. You didn't answer me whenever I asked you if that's how you're supposed to do mascara during the movie yesterday <laughs> or the other day. That's how I do my mascara. You go. Oh, we're talking about the whenever she's in the bathroom before, right before the heist. Yeah, and she's doing her little. Uh, she's putting on like makeup. She has the thing all over her hair, so she kind of looks bald before she puts a wig on. She's and doing she's her giving whole the like, monologue about how speech. Who we're doing this for? Da da da. But she's getting ready, right, in a public bathroom, and she takes out. So she opens her mascara. She pulls out the <laughs> mascara wand, wand, the okay. mascara wand, and yes. instead of just wiping the very little tip that like because every time you pull it out there is like a little extra that comes off like at the very tip of it that you kind of yeah scrape off the bottom of the wand and then i just apply granted if anyone who knows me i clearly am not a makeup person i do everything i can to not put it on but instead of doing that she just sits and she just like wipes the entire wand on the edge of the mess, like the thing that's yeah for like her whole mascara. speech for the entire speech, and I wonder if oh man, I should have looked to see if she was wearing fake eyelashes. Because then, do you put mascara on fake eyelashes? I'm really showing I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely Charlie, not the expert when here. When you wear your <laughs> fake eyelashes, <laughs> but I'm wondering if she mascara? just did that so that she wouldn't have like gobs and gobs and gobs of mascara on, at, like between every shot, or if she just. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, or was it just a way to extend the scene so she could get her whole line in? Yeah. But it was a big focus of the scene. It might have just been because I pointed out to you in the past and then you noticed it. That's true. But I noticed it every single time. Yeah. So for all of our listeners who are probably makeup artists, uh, experts, <laughs> you know, write us in. Let us know. All those makeup artists listening to Mastodon technicalities. <laughs> hey, this is A-Town at the Movies. Uh, we just talk about movies oh. here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. We probably have lots of makeup artists that listen. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't venture. That's a very, that's a strong statement. I would go for a softer. It is there possible. There is a possibility. <laughs> that somebody knows the answer to this. That wears makeup, watches, that listens. Yeah. Or yeah. even just a regular person that wears normal amounts of makeup. Right. All right. Cool. So I'm glad we got that question out there. Uh, <laughs> you can let us know by going to our website, atownmovies.com and... Uh, <laughs> finding all of our social medias and let us know all of your social medias all of our social medias all right that's the end of the show (laughs) sounds very like professional i don't know it just sounds like you're just randomly putting on an s at the end of social medias even though it doesn't make sense i feel like it's because it should be social media accounts i feel like social media is plural i think yeah media is the plural of medium right isn't that how that works? What? A single media is a medium, <laughs> but nobody says that. A single media? 
right. is a medium. I think so. If I have multiple mediums, it would just be mediums. <laughs> I think it'd be media. Weird. I, I'm probably wrong on that. I don't remember. I don't know. I deal with media all the time at work, and we always call it medias, but we know it's wrong, and we always are like, is that how you say it? But then we never look it up. Because when you talk about the media, you're talking about it as an entity. Or a collection of mediums. Or a collection <laughs> of medium. But you're not this talking is about... This like in my mind. It's like naturally plural. All right. I'm Googling it. Fine. Yes. Media, like data, is the plural form of a word borrowed directly from Latin. Oh, freaking Latin. The singular medium early developed the meaning an intervening agency, means, or instrument. It was first applied to newspapers two centuries ago. Okay, so, so back go. to Ocean's Did that 8. You, you what you said? I think it confirmed that it's confusing, but that medium, that media is plural and medium is not. But I don't know that you'd really say a single media is a medium. Okay. If that makes sense. It's confusing Latin words. I mean, I guess you would say like Facebook is a social medium. Yeah, I guess that's true. What about medium? The the app medium. There's an app called medium. Yeah, yeah it's really popular. It's a, it's a blogging kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. You read blogs on it? You read and write blogs on it. Developed by the creator of Twitter, actually. It's a pretty pretty big thing. Anyway, yeah, all this is getting cut, so... <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I, that was fun for me. Ocean's 8 was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just do a quick round robin to try and get this thing going. So we're going we're gonna to go around the room here and just get, like, initial thoughts on the movie. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. We're going to start with Mallory. Personally, I thoroughly enjoyed it every single time. Despite people telling me they didn't like it in the middle, I enjoyed it just as much after the fact. <laughs> what, what's your like um, your connection to the Ocean's movies in general? Mostly, I feel like I'd seen Eleven a lot. So you watch them all the time. Right. I didn't feel like I had a personal connection with them like you did. I had more of a cousin connection to them <laughs> um but like i knew that i liked them and i'd watch them without you i think and i know i feel like i saw 11 a lot and then 12 and 13 i probably saw the same amount. but i knew that i liked them and i liked the style and everything whatever and so i was but i was really excited about oceans 8 like i thought it looked really good yeah i liked nearly everyone in the cast that i knew who they were Nearly, I'm pretty sure I liked everyone on the cast. And the commercials just made it look so exciting. The trailer, whatever it's called. <laughs> right. It was just very enjoyable to watch and everything. It was smooth. Actually, one thing that I really liked that I noticed, especially the first time that I watched it, is how, like, not only did they have an all-female cast, and so obviously that's very, like, female empowering or whatever. Right. But, like, in the movie, they don't, like, objectify women's bodies that... Right. Which was just, like, it was something... I don't think I'm... I'm not that observant of a human being, but that's something that, like, I noticed the first time I watched it without, like, ever reading or hearing anything about it. Like, I specifically noticed, I'm like, they're not showing just, like, a woman's leg to in order to show a necklace. They're just showing the necklace. It's not even on a woman's body. <laughs> like, Right. <laughs> and even they wore, like, not a lot of clothing at times. It wasn't, like, in a way. Like, fashion was a major feature. Of the movie, and yet it wasn't like sex appeal. Yeah, objectifying. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is seems like I was gonna say it seems rare because it is, but it does seem like that's becoming more common. Like, which is awesome. Yeah, right. Like Star Wars with uh uh Ray. Ray. 
it was like, hey, this is an action hero that there was no like butt shots or you know what I mean? Like Wonder Woman was a good female empowering movie, but it was so frustrating because there was so many shots where it was like, this is kind of gross. Like they're clearly getting that like, I don't know what the reason is for it, if there's a marketing reason or what, but sex sells, Charlie. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, but no, but in this case, it didn't seem to because this movie certainly sold. Well, I don't feel like it needed it. Didn't feel like it was missing anything either. Right. I feel like they did like really awesome with the with the all female cast. They didn't make them into like trying to be the female versions of what the men were in yes. the original oceans. But they also didn't make them like girly either. They were so diverse in their personalities, as far as like just being people. Right. Like they each had like the only one that sort of felt that way was in some ways Kate Blanchett felt like the female version of Brad Pitt. Or not Brad Pitt, but Brad Pitt in some of those scenes. She was actually my favorite character in in the movie. But like there was a lot of parts where she was clearly doing the Brad Pitt sitting in the background smirking thing. Whereas almost every one of them, even uh, Sandra Bullock, I feel like she didn't feel like she was doing Danny Ocean to me anyway. No, I would agree with that. But even Kate Blanchett, I feel like she still had her own personality. It didn't feel like they were trying to make her into this like, I don't know female version or anything no i agree and like she was I said, just the, most, the character was the most similar like quirks and all of that right too. she was the only one that felt like a mapping one-to-one which i guess so did sandra bullock in the terms that danny ocean was the leader it was his personal story that drove this like subtext and the same applied here she just had more character development probably is what it was yeah, yeah. that made her like kate blanchett didn't really have any right well, I think you accept a lot of this stuff with Sandra Bullock as just like she's supposed to be his sister. So there's obviously going to be quite a few similarities within like the family of crime. Like you were probably learned some of the same things and you just accept a lot of that as being like a family similarity, not like, oh, you're trying to make her into another Danny. Yeah, that's a good point. And she like she felt more like like she was like a pickpocket and she had more like. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Not physical skills, but like like that whole opening of her sort of breaking into the hotel and getting the jewelry by doing the like, I want to return this. The makeup. Yeah, or the makeup. Yeah. I like, wonder if it's the same makeup that she uses later. Anyways. Oh, that's interesting. That would probably be an interesting not. plot detail. It probably is. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But yeah, she just felt like she very much was her own character. I would agree. And honestly, Kate Blanchett did too. It's just, it, like I said, she was the only one that felt like a one-to-one. So yeah, maybe let's like go through the different characters because I really feel like that's what drives all of these movies is all of the different sort of Person- crazy personalities. Yeah. So we already talked about Sandra Bullock. I don't know if you had any more you wanted to say about her. She's great. Love her. All Amer- Everyone loves her. Whoever doesn't everyone, love her. Literally everyone loves like, her. You know. Isn't cool, you know. Yeah, I think we can all agree that Sandra... No, in all seriousness, so we're making fun of uh, the known enemy of the A-Town FM podcast, Noah. He was not a fan of Sandra Bullock. And I think it's fair to say he's He's objectively wrong wrong in basically every way. I think that is is what we're saying. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, she's like absurdly likable. Yes, I agree. In 
most every movie, every movie I've ever seen her in, but like this movie really felt like in the way that the Oceans movies felt like they just leaned into what made the different megastars in that movie megastars. At least with uh, Sandra Bullock, it felt like it just leaned into the thing about her that everybody likes, which is like crazy likable. She has like a certain suaveness to her, but at the same time, she's sort of um, what's the word? Not caring what other people think about her. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think. Of, there was a couple scenes that this stood out to me on, and now I'm like, like the scene where she <laughs> where she takes the shiv to her. Uh, ex-boyfriend it's just very like uh honestly what i'm comparing it to is miss miss congeniality but in miss congeniality she's <laughs> way film. more like um awkward and she's not awkward remotely in this but she doesn't seem to mind being like forceful i don't i'm she's strong and independent yeah i, I guess that's what i'm looking for i don't know exactly what no i know what you the mean personality. there's a good word, word for it that i can't i can't quite nail down she's able to be aggressive as a female yes. aggressive without coming off as like like it's hard to do that as a female i feel like <gasps> like it's something that like men can just do right like and women, women very quickly get the label you know what i mean though like yeah right and that's, that's what really unfair talks about with like women in management like once you have like men are able to be more aggressive and assertive and you just kind of expect that but if a woman a woman does the exact same thing it just doesn't come across the same way yes and and she's a character that is able to have that like aggressive assertiveness without and like she's able to pull it off. Right. Yeah, I agreed. And like I can't think of a whole lot of actresses that seem to be able to pull that same I don't know, there's just a vibe that she has that's very unique to me. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And the only people that wouldn't like her are people that are against women. Right. <laughs> So let's move on to, I guess, the like sort of second in command person who we also kind of talked about. Kate, Kate. Blanchett. Yes. What Lou. was her name? Lou? Yes. Her name is Lou in the film. Lou. And we meet her uh, kind of similar to Brad Pitt, where she's got sort of a side gig that's sort of like below her, but she seems like fine with it, but maybe she's bored. It's, like I said, the parallels between her and Brad Pitt, I feel like we're pretty strong, but... I felt like she was my favorite character. Every scene she was in, I just enjoyed every minute that she was in it for some reason. She's the sidekick. Like, she's totally okay with just kind of, like, fading back into the background and doing her, like, just a little bit under the table thing with her vodka, but not really making a ruckus. But then somebody comes along who's, like, a stronger character, like Sandra Bullock, and, like, she's totally okay with going with that as well right like, she's, she's not gonna, gonna execute. do that she's not gonna do that on her own like she has to have that person to kind of like pull her through it you know what i mean yeah like she seems she's just chill like oh i'll just chill out here with my with my vodka and chill is a good word because <laughs> like i don't know just the fact that every scene she's in she's like leaning back in a chair and smirking it's kind of like jim in the office where you feel like you're in on a joke because if a character says something like dumb even though you don't know why it's dumb because they haven't revealed the plan, her little smirk makes you feel like you're kind of like, yeah, I caught that. I'm in on this. Like, ha I don't know. Maybe it's just cool in that weird, hard to nail down word. Like, she's just ble- like, just a uh, uh, exudes coolness. Yes. And all of her weird costumes. Outfits. 
That's what I feel like makes her the most similar to Brad Pitt's character is the clothes. Yeah, like she had lots of weird sequency. Yeah, just like ridiculous clothing <laughs> relative to everyone else. And like the only person that wears ridiculous clothing. Yeah. I did like that she was sort of like a motorcycle person. Well, that's what I feel like she just was good, even though she like laid out in the back or even though she sat in the background and like wasn't like uh, she was just like really good at executing everything. Like she I feel like I feel like Sandra Bullock came up with all the plan and had the perfect plan, but she needed Lou to like or she needed Kate Blanchett to actually execute everything and she was the one who like actually ran everything exactly like, yes sandra bullock's the ideas guy girl sandra bullock is the ideas girl and Kate blanchett is the execution exactly there there's a joke in it's either oceans 12 or oceans 13 where somebody oh it's when the, it's in oceans 12 because everybody's mad that like even though they're all like maybe gonna die because they got caught uh, being the ones that sold the money. Everybody was mad because they were calling it the ocean job. <laughs> and somebody's like, why are we calling it that? Like, this was supposed to be an equal equal partnership. Like, we're all equals here. And then Matt Damon comes up and he goes, guys, who's the guy who leads this whole thing? Who do you go to when you have any problems? And everybody in the whole crew just goes, Rusty. And he's like, oh, well, never mind. And like, that's exactly like sort of the relationship here. Yeah. No, I would agree. Except for... They did come to Sandra Bullock. The for a metro Aquafina pass. came to her for a metro pass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone else. Oh, shoot, oh okay. Speaking of that scene, before we move on, you noticed when we were watching this. I noticed it from the first time I watched it. I think. Yeah, that like there was this random scene where she's talking, and you were like, "There's a sink sitting there." There's a faucet. Or right, there's a faucet, but there doesn't seem to be a sink like basin underneath it. And we paused it and rewound it. And we're like, what the heck's going on there? And then I don't know if you realized immediately or I, I didn't. I like slowly realized over time that she was had turned the bathroom of that. Well, like, you had brought it up like because I was like, I noticed it the first time. And I, I assume I brought it up at least in conversation before we had watched it all together. And so then I was like, guys, look, there's no sink. There's stuff there. <laughs> and so then you were like, well, did she like make it her office and like that's where she did it? So you had brought it up. And then as we were watching, every time they just like randomly go into the scenes and she just like slowly makes it more and more of an office. Yeah, it's like gotta- she duct takes the calendar up there. <laughs> At one point, her and Sarah Paulson, that's her name, right? I think so. Um, the girl from American Horror Story are like sitting in there and like one of them sitting on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like I it's just so weird because it's, it's such a subtle detail that like I don't know. I didn't notice the first time. Well, it took us at least that was my third time seeing it. Before <laughs> I really noticed it. That's but then it was really funny because it really was like this slowly uh, growing office and they'll be talking about something very serious and all of a sudden you'll realize like, wait a minute, they're in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's get to the other characters. I don't know. Does that make sense to you guys? Yes. Rihanna. Rihanna. All right. So that's eight ball. Rihanna. Nine ball. ball. Come on. Nine ball. Rihanna. Yeah, it's Rihanna. That's what they say on the radio. Oh. I'm going to be so nervous if that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But no, the, the reason I said 8-Ball we'll is because... just call her 9-Ball. She said her name was 9-Ball, and Sandra Bullock goes, what's her real name? We use real names here. She's like 8-Ball. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> what did you guys think of her? Let's start with you. Oh my gosh, I loved her. She was probably my favorite. Wow. That's a strong statement. 
know. Like she just brought the fun that I feel like it makes the Oceans movies so good. Like it's the rewatchability, you know, where like she wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that she's the strongest character, the most well, well built character, but she's probably the funnest. I think she makes me laugh. Yeah. She was definitely unique. I liked her a lot. Yeah, I agree. I thought she was going to be like, ah, like a typical like hacker uh, character in one of these movies. But I felt like, at least to me, she seemed like she had a whole bunch of weird, unique quirks that were different than that like stereotypical hacker hacker uh, character. Well, and she didn't feel like a pop star acting in a movie. Yes. She just felt like an actress. Yes. Like, unlike, felt like Nineball. Unlike the movie that we just released the episode for that I'm sure nobody's listened to because nobody saw the movie, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, my God. She was in that movie. Rihanna? Yes. And they basically, the movie suddenly stopped and said, guess what? Rihanna's in this movie. And there was it was very obviously her, and it didn't fit the movie at all. And I like she was fine, but it was like, it felt like what you were just saying. We got a pop star in this movie, and we're going to make a pop star scene and it was just bad that's weird yeah but no this, it didn't feel like that at all yeah so rihanna as her name I it sounds so really weird to me well. i know i always say rihanna but i don't have a good reason I for say, that. i, I thought it was rihanna i think that they say I rihanna be because i my natural tendency is to say rihanna and i was found out i was wrong because gotcha. that makes sense ryan seacrest says rihanna ah uh, he is the gold standard <sighs> True. all right so let's move on so the next uh, next character, I'm not going in the order that we met them, but uh, Mindy Kaling's character. What was her name? I love her. Amita or Anita or something like that. Amita. She was the jeweler. Jewel is jeweler. Jeweler is gender neutral, right? Yeah. Jewel his. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one who does things with jewels, right? Mm-hmm. What yes. did you think of her? <laughs> I loved her, but I also loved... Mindy Kaling, so yeah, she's definitely like she's one of those people who everything she's in, she is Kelly Kapoor to me. I disagree. I thought she did not. I didn't think she did that in this film. It's. I need to stop saying film. I sound so pretentious. No, film is the right word. Exactly. Right, you're pretentious. It's okay. Like it's not like I think she's doing the same character from The Office, but like it. I don't think it has anything to do with acting ability as much as it does. Like seeing Jim in. Uh, the trailers for the Jack Reacher or whatever. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Maybe he's like amazing at acting in that, but it's still, it feels like I'm watching Jim do another character. Does that make sense? Kind of. So I haven't seen her in as much stuff outside of the office. So like her more than almost anybody, I had a hard time uh, like treating her as the character in the movie. Does that make sense? Yes. It's not fair to her. I don't feel like that was her. She couldn't have done anything else. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. There's a bunch of people like that where everything that they're in, they're like the same character. Like, even though it varies, like they're playing themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, they're really good at their role, but like, Like they always seem like themselves. And I can't think of like, I I can't think of any right now. I'm trying to think of an example and it's not. Like Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen's kind of like that. Not that they're playing the exact same character. Right, they're not playing the exact same character, but they have like a... Or honestly, well, no. I was going to say Jason Bateman, but he just plays into the same kind of comedy where he's like the straight guy that's kind of... Right. 
Yeah, I would say he's in that. I would say Tom Cruise is in that too. Yeah, but he's like, great. Right, I love Tom Cruise. Agree. Right, yes. Yes, we are in a, we, we are a family Tom of Tom family. Cruise lovers. <laughs> yeah. No, we just we love Tom Cruise. Right, thank family. you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like but they do the same the same type of character in every movie. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen Mindy Kaling, Kaling. I haven't seen her in like anything else, I don't think. So I just I listened to really her book say. and I literally had it before I this conversation. I knew what it was because I just listened to her book. And then and I messed it up it. by saying it wrong. Well or saying it a way. I can't remember what I thought it was. Calling or Kaling? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Calling. I'm gonna be wrong. I'm wrong about everything. Anyways. Anyway, maybe. yeah. She was good. Um, so who else was there? So there was the um the pickpocket girl. Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah, okay. Can you tell me who Aquafina is? Because everybody no. was all excited that Aquafina was in this, and I don't... I think I know pop culture. Oh, she I sells don't... water bottles. Is she actually a YouTuber? <laughs> Aquafina. Aquafina. Oh, hi. The brand Aquafina. Come <laughs> is on. Is that the name of the brand? Aquafina? Yes, isn't it? Is? it? I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. spelled differently, but it is the name of the brand. Is I think it's spelled the same. She's a rapper. American rapper. Oh, it is spelled differently. Right. So yeah, in this I didn't I didn't have any anticipation or I didn't know anything about her. In fact, until after the movie, I didn't know which one was Aquafina Aquafina. I just knew everybody was talking about being excited that she was in it. I didn't like her as much the sec- the third time, but I still didn't not like her. And it's more just cuz she's a strong character and so it just like her jokes weren't as fresh anymore is kind of Mm. like how dabbing got annoying after about the second time it was done in the world see it was similar to that i thought she not that it wasn't funny she felt it there wasn't a lot of the stuff from her that i felt like was necessarily funny and at first like the first time i saw it i kind of thought she was annoying at first like she kind of has a weird voice but then i don't know she quickly grew on me and she actually had one of one of those scenes that i wish there was more of in this movie which was Whenever, I think it was she was showing Mindy Kaling how to use, was it Tinder? I assumed Tinder. It was some it's something like that. Tinder, swipe that was one of my favorite scenes. It was good. I had a yeah. lot of favorite stuff. I like, I love the Oceans movies have these moments where they like let the plot just kind of stop and they just put two of their random characters together and have a weird interaction like that. I wish they did it a little bit more often. Yeah. that's. I felt like this movie, when it did it, it did it really well, but it didn't. It didn't do that nearly as often. It focused yeah, a lot more on. Didn't have any of like the brothers blowing up a random car, like stuff like that. Right. But there was no one that was really like the brothers. Yeah. And I wouldn't want them to make another, uh, like a set of twins True. and make them like that. But like more of this like weird banter. Cause like the, the oceans, I, I'm calling them the oceans movies. I really mean the original three. You could tell They're which characters liked each other. Because there was one. In well, that's a good point good point was there more than one in 1960 no i don't think so it was kind of a remake of an obscure rat pack movie okay um i mean obscure as a rat pack movie can be but you know what i mean but yeah like you knew which characters liked each other and which ones didn't and in this one i didn't necessarily get that same sense like they all there was it was like there was a relationship between sandra bullock kate blanchett between those two and all the different characters but there wasn't as much between all those individual characters, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that might have come from the later of the 
older Ocean's Trilogy movies. True. Because now they're all just like one thing. Right. In my head, they all blend together. And I associate character traits that I learn later to the original one. And so that actually might not be as strong as I'm like saying or thinking it was. I can't even think of like if people liked each other or not. I'm really... I keep getting these two girls from Glow in my head. I'm oh. like, wait, no, they're not from this movie. <laughs> like, there's that, there's that scene where uh, Matt Damon is kind of questioning whether he's going to go in the house uh, in the first oceans. And, like, George in Clooney house? invites them all over to his house to tell him the plans. And he, and he has that speech where he's like, hey, what we're about to do is dangerous, but it's going to be lucrative. If that doesn't sound like your particular brand of vodka, stay out here. No harm, no foul. Go ahead and leave. And everybody goes inside to like learn the plans and Matt Damon's kind of questioning, do I want to go in or not? And uh, I can't remember the older guy's name, not Saul, but. Uh, That's Saul. Not the old, old guy. The one that was like the casino owner with the one that was actually in Ocean's 8. Anyway, he he was talking to me. He's like, oh, you're a uh, Danny or whatever his kid. Right. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you like what you do? Yeah, I do get in the goddamn house and he looks just like you can tell he's just annoyed by this young kid and there's all these weird little moments like that i feel like i think you just need more time to develop the relationships i feel like there was less history here like sandra bullock and kate blanchett have history and then sandra bullock and like um sarah paulson tammy they have history <gasps> yeah but like love Tammy. most of the cast is like just this random people that they found and put together so i feel like you kind of need history first which yeah, maybe that's like true. if they ever make a sequel, that'll give us. Yeah, and let's talk about Tammy. Is that what you said yes. her name was? Gosh. Freaking she was my favorite, but I think I just really like the person who's like the straight guy that's Right. Involved in all. Like I as you were talking about my Matt Damon, I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot how much I loved his character. <laughs> <laughs> like I just love I loved it. Yeah, and in this one she was she was the like super professional one in the group it felt like mm-hmm. compared to almost anybody else well she was the most like put together yeah yeah in the in the normal world because not that obviously like Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett were like put together looking but like she could blend in yeah she blend like she's the one that got the job right the random job that like how the <laughs> heck Vogue. would a regular person get that job like <laughs> out of nowhere and then no one questions you yeah that reminds me of uh was it oceans 13 whenever they send one of the twins or both of the twins down to the dice manufacturers in mexico and it's like they work their way into the manufacturing plant to a very very specific degree but it's like you know what these movies are silly it's fine true and that's, that's how i felt about that that's how i felt about that too just to like, me well, it was it wasn't that she got the job at vogue because i could see them like hiring temp people for big events right it's like the fact that she was like managing the floor during the event that seemed well like, you wouldn't hire like a, a new hire temporary position i assume that they would forge credential credentials they would forge credentials well that and like they implied that they got the person sick who was in that position. So like they specifically they targeted that, though. They never said anything about it. The like, only thing was she was like, Oh, I'm sorry to hear about blah, blah, blah. I heard she got, I forgot what sickness they said it was. She's like, yeah, she's going to be out for approximately two to three weeks. Like it was very, the way she said it was very like, I think she like poisoned her or, or gave her like some disease or something like that. 
but you know it's that was just the implication and it didn't really matter it's like okay she got the job we can just move on she's there yeah yeah well for me it was more like i could see all that but the fact that she was the one she's new she pulls the necklace (sighs) out of the pond and that no one saw no one thought to look in the pond and no one questioned her well at least i guess they might be questioning her they just didn't question her yet and like this is again this is kind of nitpicky but they make such a big deal out of the fact that the whole place is like has a perfect camera system that covers everything and so they had to go through all this effort to make this one blind spot but then like throughout this movie they're constantly doing things in fr- like in a plain area like her pulling the necklace out from her and dress. that was where it was covered because that was over in the area where they had used a selfie stick to cover up the camera. No, no, not at the pond. That, that was often like the side room that was disconnected from I everything else. That was else. Like, connected to that. Well, but the pond would have been able to be seen by the cameras where everyone was like sitting and eating. Right. Like all the tables were over there. And they, there's like an entire shot where she like lifts her leg up yeah. and you see her, It you can see it wrapped around her leg and she like. It's not like subtle. Yeah. No. And then, and then, actually, her same character. Whenever she goes to yell at the uh, the guy who was there, what the mule, because he had stopped to uh, she, take a smoke break, and then yeah, she like looks at the camera, looks at the camera like, Ugh, and you know, as a way to look at Rihanna. But it's like they didn't say Rihanna. anything about that Rihanna. Sorry to say anything. Of, they didn't say anything about like that camera was somehow turned off or why that would be different than all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's kind of a nitpicky thing, but it was, it constantly like was bugging me. You know, these movies are like kind of stressful. And so you're thinking about those things. What's going to screw them? Yeah. And it's really like, it feels like you could deal with that detail. (laughs) But I love Tammy. Yeah. That was great. And at one point, I just want to say whenever their Sandra Bullock like goes to her house, her giant house. Yeah. And is in her garage and she's like, has the giant thing of suckers that she's eating a sucker and holding yeah unnecessary detail but they're like hiding from her kid which also it's just funny that sarah paulson's hiding from her kid like she couldn't come out and just be like oh yeah yeah that's a good point (laughs) i wonder that every time but you leaned over or you said out loud i don't know but you were like the most impressive thing of this entire movie is that she just got her daughter to just go back inside (laughs) (laughs) yes as the parent of a Three and a half year old and almost two. Yeah. But especially the three and a half year old, it's like, no, that kid <laughs> that kid's not listening. No way. <laughs> so that was funny. But yeah. That was the least believable part of the whole movie, I think. <laughs> uh so keep going through the characters. Are there any other the main crew Rose. that we missed? Rose oh right. Rose. Yes. Tim Burton's girl i don't know what she is <laughs> girlfriend wife i'm not i'm confused like for real to... or are you just comparing them no she's in like she's in a bunch of tim burton movies yeah because okay, that fits her character yes she's in a lot of tim burton movies and she's in like harry potter and she's in a lot just a lot of stuff in general um i thought she was good she was she was the only one that like she almost felt like she was overacting but that was her character but that was yeah, character. you're right you're right I, it fit her character like i would never Part of me is like, oh, she wasn't a great actor, but then I wouldn't have wanted her to be different. So maybe she is a great actor because I liked her character a lot. And I guess what I'm really 
She's like the, the part crazy, I was really frustrated with. Eccentric lady. Yeah, it wasn't the eccentric part. It was the how aggressively she telegraphed her feelings. Like whenever she's scanning things with the glasses. But that's funny. But she's like, she's like holding it. I know, but it's funny. <laughs> I, I guess. It adds humor. It adds rewatchability. I suppose. No, I know what you mean. Because whenever she's like tapping the glasses for yeah. them to not work, you're like. That's but I feel like it's kind of like when Tammy looks at the camera, like that stuff where it bothers yeah. you because it's like right. you're yeah. making it's this unrealistic type thing. That's true. And the scene where she's uh, she's talking to... Oh, Anne Hathaway. And yeah, I whenever forgot. she's talking like, to Anne Hathaway for like the interview and Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock are blowing bubbles in the window, <laughs> that, is that awesome. might be my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> okay, I really see- love this movie. Like, I don't feel like you go to see it and it's like, oh, this is the best blockbuster of the year. Like, it's not. But it's probably a movie that we will watch more than almost anything else that came out this year. Yeah, yeah, it's that's probably true. And like, it has that like, I don't know, you can watch it over and over. Well, like the original think- Oceans. Yeah, exactly. I would agree. Yeah. But I feel like that scene With just like shows that her overacting is like over intense expression of her emotions like is part of her character because if you if she didn't have that during that scene then it would have just been kind of weird. Not weird. Like it probably still would have been funny, but yeah, that was kind of mean. the reason that they did it, that whole thing, because they're like, we want her to be distracted. She will be distracted because she's, she's... Off as like aloof, which yeah. is not her. That was like I didn't realize that the first time. I just thought that was a funny like anecdote. But like, wow, they're kind of really risking things. And it wasn't until rewatching it this time that I realized like, oh, they're intentionally like making her feel or seem like she doesn't care about Anne Hathaway so that Anne Hathaway wants her more. I thought that was great. (laughs) So yeah, Anne Hathaway starts the movie as sort of, not a villain, but like the one that they're stealing from. But then... But they're not. They're just... Well, right. She's a pawn. Well, from. It's not her thing, I guess. But stealing off of? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so what what did you think about her? Both whenever she was the sort of pawn and then whenever she sort of jumped in. I liked her a lot. I feel like she she just really leaned into the actress that's like full of herself and all well maybe not full of herself kind of but like all about her very self yeah absorbed yeah it's funny cuz it's like almost the opposite of her character in Princess Diaries right yeah and I feel like she, like she pulled off I don't the know, person. That, I wouldn't say that it's the opposite of her character in Princess Diaries. They actually felt like they were fairly similar. Wasn't Princess Diaries? What? She was like the low key person who's trying to act regal and not pompous, but in that world. So in Princess Diaries, she was like the most awkward, Mia Thermopolis, unrefined. Mia Thermopolis is that That's her, her name. name? Oh, I don't remember that. She was awkward and unrefined, but then I feel like her character Crazy in this hair. She was like always popping gum. She just was very like not refined. <laughs> I don't know how to like word hmm. that in I a guess different that's what way. You're saying. Like she needed princess lessons. She did always have gum. Yes, it was really annoying, and in she this kind movie. of like. I don't know. In Ocean's 8. Yeah. She, yeah. she always had that. Yeah, it was kind of... And she was like her chomping it with her mouth open. 
what were you no i'm just laughing because yeah she was just like weirdly obnoxious yeah like, strongly obnoxious like just those little things like she'd be the person that shoots with her mouth open you know right. like those little Maybe like she's just like that <laughs> yeah yeah or like whenever she got her soup and she's just like i haven't I have to eaten. eat this <laughs> but i didn't take that as to be like she was full of herself i took that to mean she was just kind of a little socially that's unaware. interesting that's funny i didn't even think about it but uh, yeah i thought of her as being the consummate like just full of yourself actress but you're right like it does seem like she was actually more layered than that with weird things like she's always chewing gum and but then she's still also when she got the jewels, she's just like, oh, these are amazing. You know, like she was just obsessed with them. It was wow. It really rounds out her character. If she's not just like this, like stereotypical, famous, self-absorbed person. Well, and I feel like that that piece felt like it layered into me whenever she joined them, because it was that was the to me like the reveal was like, oh, she's not just a dim-witted person. She's a bored but actually intelligent like superstar and she wants to do this kind of crazy thing so she kind of went along with it see but even then i wouldn't i don't know i don't feel like that made that did not make her seem intelligent to me i mean the fact that she picked up on everything see but she didn't necessarily pick up on everything they did tell her about it i am i don't know when they told her i think they told her yeah, because we were talking about that right after we watched it. Like, did they tell her before the heist actually happened, or did they tell her right after? Because they definitely told her before James Corden came to talk to her. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she said, she's, they said she was beginning to realize or pick up on it or whatever. I think they told her before the gala. Because one oh, of the things really? she said when they told her was that, like, I never get sick. So wouldn't that imply that they told that that was I thought after? that was one of her clues that something was right. off which would but mean, yeah. she also whenever they showed her eating the soup i don't think this could just be like a thing she but she immediately ate all three of the dots <laughs> i don't think that that's that weird of a thing though i feel like do you not like i guess is something is a very off organized in your food eater. is that not like the first thing that, i don't know i would eat them last well what if they're but the see, best part thing, you'd methodically like think about it true yeah yeah, do you eat the uh, marshmallows first in your cereal or at the very end? Both. Lucky Charms? Yeah. Both. You eat some marshmallows, then you eat all of the not marshmallows, and then you eat the last half of the marshmallows. Mm. Oh, no. I eat all the marshmallows first in order of by color. <laughs> I don't like the feeling. they. Whenever you bite them, it's like chewing bone marrow. <laughs> Now, my first question is, Anyways, how, how do you, you know chewed what marrow? chewing bone marrow is like? You go and chew a Lucky Charms marshmallow that's been in milk. I also, I like sogging the cereal, so I let it sit there for yeah. a while. Yeah. Ew, that's disgusting. Who does that? Chapman's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like anyone else that does cereal it. and then eat it as fast as possible and then pour the other half. That it doesn't get soggy. literally growing up, I would make cereal and then leave it in the kitchen yep. and go Charlie to the bathroom. It's so, so that it disgusting. Get soggy. <laughs> it's so gross. I can't even watch I it. I just eat it. like it. <laughs> I hate soggy food. Yeah. I like soggy foods in general. I love whenever my bread gets like Ew. the sauce, it sits in the sauce, but like you don't realize it. So then it's just like yeah. the part of the bread like, is it's just. It's why soaked. you dip like your uh, grilled cheese in your tomato soup. Yeah. It just tastes better. You don't want it to get soggy. You still want the crunch. Mm. 
We're just going to have to agree to disagree here. Why would you even toast the bread then? Why not just I make don't, it? I only like it warm. I don't want it to be hard. Crunchy. <laughs> crunchy. Yeah, I don't like it crunchy. It's you so guys are messy. weird. Yeah, we are. We're, we're a weird uh, bunch. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I can live with that. So yeah, Anne Hathaway. I thought she was great. Like we keep saying, the whole cast was really amazing. It was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please don't cut that out. Uh, It'll find its way somewhere. (laughs) I'm really hoping that people from work have forgotten this was a thing. Yeah. You don't think they listen religiously? (laughs) No. (laughs) They might. They haven't. I feel like if they did, they would talk to me about it. Yeah, that's probably true. So, so like towards the end of this movie, we had the sort of unexpected reveal that the movie wasn't actually over, uh, and oh. we got the introduction of uh, James Corbin. Is that his name? Oh, James, the yes. British actor. Corbin. I think it's Corbin or Corden. I think Corden. it's Corbin. Corden with a D. Oh, okay, I got it. C O R D E N. Instantly I'm correct. Kind of like Gordon, but with a C. James Corden. Okay. He was pretty awesome. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah, I so thought he much. was great. I I didn't know he was still acting. So uh, the only I thing I, I know him from is Into the Woods? Uh no, I've not seen him. Carpool karaoke. So I've seen those since. I thought you were just gonna say I'm like, uh, these are the only things I know about him. No, so he he was in an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> <sighs> I know. Audible sigh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh but uh no, so he was in that and I like he was just a random actor in this one episode, but he was memorable. And I guess he was actually a pretty well known comedian by that point. But I think he was amazing in this. I loved him. He reminds me of uh Ricky Gervais in his sort of like awkwardness, crazy. but then he's way more like lovable and he's not pretentious. Mm-hmm. And for this role, it like I almost it almost feels like it was just written for him. Yes. Cause I don't feel I've never seen him. I've only seen him in Into the Woods, I think, in a like acting role. Other, right. And then Carpool Karaoke stuff, like his late night stuff. Which right. Even then, I haven't seen a lot of other than Carpool Karaoke. But it felt, it just like didn't feel like he was acting. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like it was literally like. But it didn't feel like he was James Corden in a movie. Like it kind of did, but it didn't feel almost similar to like how Rihanna didn't feel like a pop star. Right. In a movie. He didn't feel like oh, random name in this movie. Like it just felt like he was just a character. And it was, was kind of like really, sticker shock, but he was a right. really good casting call, I feel like. Yeah. Like definitely. especially trying to go with like an all woman cast. I feel like he was a strong, developed character, but he wasn't like overshadowing anybody. And the call he just like added so much humor. Making him a insurance agent instead of a like the cops like we never mm-hmm. see anything related to the cops and i feel like that made this more fun somehow like it they kept like they pushed away the fact that there's like they're you know robbers and they kept them as like heroes by making it like it's about insurance fraud and he doesn't really care he just wants to get the stuff back because his job is to make the money back or make somebody pay for it and that just was just like an interesting angle on the whole thing. That was really funny. Yeah, it made it a little less severe. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones as the cop in Ocean's 12. Mm-hmm. 
like her stuff with everybody like it was really lighthearted but it almost felt like at the same time it was super serious because a it was her job and it was there was that connection with her dad and all that stuff and uh in this one it was just he could meet with sandra bullock yeah sandra bullock and it was like it could just be a funny scene because he's like look i really honestly don't care like just help me out here let's work together on this and i don't know i just thought that whole aspect of it was really great and she's just like openly like yeah so uh what if i could get this i may (laughs) or may not be working on that right now (laughs) which i'm like wondering like how did they get it to him get what to him um probable cause so the whole thing was that probable cause Anne hathaway took a picture of the diamond in the guy's closet so she took the picture so the guy had to she presumably sent it to sandra bullock sandra bullock or sent it to the cops or, or, or insurance agent or whatever. Oh. My guess is that she was like, look, I was just dating him on a date and look what I found. And obviously I care about this because you're questioning me as a potential suspect. So I'm going to turn him in. Okay. Question answered. Yeah. I mean, it's loose. Like her fingerprints would be all over it and yada, yada, yada. Well, she yada. pulled it out. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be uh, ironclad. Well, the cops weren't even involved. It was the, like, who knows if they even reported it. It was all the insurance agent. Did well, he not get, like, arrested? he had to get a warrant. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then the cops were, like, raiding his place the next morning. So one of the questions we never answered was, so whenever they did the, whenever they took the real jewel necklace, mm-hmm. they took it apart at the gala. And we never figured out why that was necessary. Yeah, I still don't know the answer to that. Because they stole all the other jewels. So what was the purpose of taking it apart there? And if any of you listening have the answer to that. We've well, had quite a few conversations. Walked out in pretty dresses. Right. That scene where they played uh these boots are made for walking, which was great. It was. That was why. It was worth it. <laughs> no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because they showed that shot. Or now, all of those shots, I guess. Sandra Bullock needed to plant one of the pieces. But on. did he, though? Because she definitely went over to his house to take the picture. She could have just planted it then. It's not like he had to walk out oh, with it on right. his person. But they might have had another plan that it would have already been seen. Especially given that they presumably didn't think that... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Anne Hathaway was already in on the plan. So, like... They may have they they may have had as part of the plan a different way of getting the cops to like raid his apartment to look for the jewels. Mm, that's true. So like that part makes sense, but then you could just cut off one section. So yeah, I I, I still don't really but understand. I'm just thinking maybe there's a reason that all of them had to like walk out not in their uniforms, which does not make sense because it would make more sense if they just stayed in their uniforms yeah. and like normal people. Yeah, that's a good point. So all the changing it ready. Yeah, didn't they show them like all going to the uh, falafel stand or food truck or whatever to uh, like, weren't they all just showing up with Rihanna to watch all the like cameras? Oh, no, I think I'm thinking of one of the Oceans movies where they're all doing that. Well, they're all watching it whenever Rose goes and like does the thing. They're all doing that whenever Rose and Mindy Calling. Yeah. They're like all over Rihanna's thing. And then it's not working and someone keeps hitting the (laughs) computer and she's like, Stop it. Stop it works. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. So the other thing that we were curious about, too, is how did the replica have the magnet clip on the back? Oh, yeah. Because they didn't find out about it till that oh, night. Good memory. Yeah, because whenever they went to put it on her that night was whenever they sent the video that in like last second they had to get this magnet. So they had already finished the replica, right? With that not. Right, because they had to use, whenever she found the fake one in the pond, they had to use the magnet to open it so they could put it back on, right? That is what I always thought. Did they put it back on? Did we see him put it back on? She had it on, but. Oh, she did. Okay. I was about to say, I feel like after that happens, you'd be like, all right, you're done. (laughs) We're going to pack this back. No, she had it back on later. I, I don't know that they actually, I can't remember if they showed her putting it back on, but they definitely showed her with it on. Okay. Hmm. Well, because you wouldn't, you would need it to take it off. You, they didn't need it to put it on. Because they did because she they no, used, Rose put it on, and then oh you're right. So whenever they, they got okay. it, whenever they first got it, yeah, they you're came right. With it. Rose put it on. She didn't realize until she was taking it off that she had to use the magnet thing, and they wouldn't have had to put it. Presumably, if your necklace fell off. It was open. You would assume it would be open, so then they right. would need it immediately. Right. But then they would have noticed it. Well, or whenever. would they have? Like whenever they took it off, if they just put the magnet on it and twisted. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe they wouldn't have realized that it <gasps> actually wasn't sure. magnetic. They yeah. would have just done it, assuming that it had it. Sure. Yeah. the one where I saw. So that maybe wouldn't have been a like. There we go. Yeah, that we one's are solving plot holes. Left Still not right. sure why they need to take the necklace apart at the gala. Considering they were stealing all the other jewels anyway. Maybe they didn't want one person. Well, Yeah, because they had the big truck like well, they showed later whenever they got all the other jewels. Maybe, and it was Mindy Kaling was the one who was doing that, putting them in the truck. So, like, obviously she was there. But that might have happened after. I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe they didn't want all of them to be in one spot. So then... Yeah, I'm like not as sure. soon as possible, they wanted it to be taken apart. But I feel like it was more likely that she was going to get caught in the bathroom than hiding the jewels somewhere. Like right, the real her jewels. sitting there trying to cut them really right. quick. Felt like they just were trying to get a job for a jeweler. Which do I you know. really need a jeweler to cut uh, the links between the jewels? Well, they. <laughs> I don't know. She made she... new place settings though. Like she made it into new jewelry. I guess that's true. Like, yeah. it's not like she just cut it up. Oh, you're right. She was just putting the diamonds in a new... Yeah. 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 Okay. Never mind. That makes sense then. Don't underestimate yeah. the value of jewelry. So the only other character... Jewelry is an investment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the only other character uh, was the... Uh, I can't remember his name, but the Chinese guy who Quinn? had his... Uh... Um, The bad guy. Oh, yeah. I guess there was Sandra Bullock's boyfriend, right? Claude. Becker. Claude Becker. He was kind of a void of really needing to be a strong character. And I thought, like, it was good that we had uh, uh, James Corden later on, but I'm glad that that wasn't there, like, the whole time, if that makes sense. And so I was happy that that guy was just kind of eh, there. He didn't really do anything he for was, me. He was a very uh character. Yeah. Which was exactly what he needed to be. Right. Yeah, we didn't want... Like, you wanted to dislike him, so you didn't want him to be rounded, likable. Yeah. yeah. Right. He reacted well when Sandra Bullock threatened to shiv him. <laughs> True. 
Um, and then, and then the other character was the, um, the Chinese guy from the original Ocean's trilogy that I cannot remember his name, but I thought that was a fun cameo of all the cameos. Oh, to I get thought in. it was so fun. Yeah, I thought that was a great, especially as part of the like obnoxious twist in quotes that the Ocean's movies tend to do, where it's just way over the top by that point. I thought that was fun. I thought it was really fun too. Like, and it makes sense that no one else would have known about it because he was in it right yeah and it was cool like you pointed out the second time we were watching it that just random scene of Kate Blanchett picking up a toy boat like way early in the movie yeah, like wait a minute that's the boat that they use later on I was like oh I totally forgot about that yeah. I feel like the every time I watch these movies I'm gonna pick up more of those things rewatchability man yep yep that's Christa, the name Christa, of the game that's you you're supposed to say that. rewatchability it has it. Go watch she's, it. She's reading Again. Twitter by now. She, she's even bored of my podcast when she's on my podcast. It happens. Yeah, that's fair. Dan, Dan, I think, is reading Twitter most of the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that's all the characters, or all the main characters, anyway. And we pretty much hit on uh, all the plot points and everything just going through that. So I feel like that pretty much rounds things out. Do you think Danny's dead? Oh, I said that so aggressively. You did. Uh, <laughs> You've been so, waiting the whole thing for that. Yeah. No, I randomly just thought of it. I mean, I so it was really fun how throughout the whole movie they kept alluding to the fact that maybe Danny's faking being dead. And personally, I was really happy that he like was. I don't know why. It's not like it would be bad if he showed up, but something about like I like that being a running joke. And as we might talk about here in a minute. Hopefully they're going to make a couple more of these movies. And I like the idea of that just being this running joke through all of them. Yeah. I feel like it's better him not coming back and it being a joke than it is him coming back. Yeah. I'd love cameos from all the other people. And honestly, a cameo from him, but not as Danny Ocean would be great. That it's fits a, these movies. You didn't to me. say the thing about the, how you wanted people to be cameos at the like red carpet on the gallery. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that while we were watching it. Like I was really hoping that during the gala where they were talking about there being all these celebrities and stuff, that we would get a cameo of like Brad Pitt or Matt Damon as not the character from the Oceans movies, but as the actor Brad Pitt or Matt Damon, and they just played it totally straight. Like I feel like that would have been really funny. Kind of like what they did with uh what is her name in Ocean's 12? Julia Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts, like, playing on the fact that she looks like Julia Roberts because she's acting, she is the actress, Julia Roberts. Like, I don't know. Gosh, that's so funny. I, like, lots of people think that's, like, dumb. and It is. It's, like, this weird meta humor that, for whatever reason, just really gets me. It worked for you the first time. Yeah. So it works forever. Yeah, that's probably true. So. Is Danny dead? I hope not. I feel like they have to... I don't Leave want him to come ended. back, though. I don't know. I could see him coming back, like, in the third one if they did sequels. It could be cool. I just feel like it kind of goes against the fact that it's, like, all women, like, doing... They don't need But cameos movie. are fine. Well, but yeah, I, I think, like, that's true. for this one. I feel like, you know, Ocean's 10 could be different. This is true. True. Like, I don't feel like... And I don't... Be... If they did it, it probably would be done well. And, honestly, I'll probably like it no matter what. Cause right, yeah. I like these movies. But like I said, just him being in it somehow not as Danny Ocean would be pretty And we could even be like another one, like in Ocean's 14 or something. 
Whoa. Whoa. I'm thinking that like, you know, 2030 here. Yeah. It'll be an all transgender class. One day we're going to look back. Profits. Yeah. Yeah. Profit. I thought you meant profits like money, like making profits. (laughs) No, we're profits. We are profits. Yeah. I think that's true. All right. So uh, let's round this out by we always give a like Rotten Tomatoes score that we would put on this movie. Let's start with Kristen. Um, let's see. So for Ocean's 8, I would give it a Rotten Tomato score of probably 85 to 90. Okay. But one that would hold the test of time for a long time. Yeah, it's like yeah. rewatchability. <laughs> that's the that's the uh that's Five the title of this episode. Stars. Just rewatchability. <laughs> well, because it is. It's like so I love Ocean's 11. It's the most rewatchable. Ocean's 12 is pretty great. Pretty much almost just as good. Ocean's 13, not so much. Right. I mean, I've it's it good. Twice. I still don't know what Don't happened. most people feel yeah. the other way? Don't most people feel like it's 11, 13, 12? That is what most people think. I'm well, not I in that category not either. I'm definitely, I like I 11 the most. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. We probably did talk about this last time. I love 11, but I also really love 12. It's just weird in a way that I like a lot. And then 13 to me is the most like, eh. I still like it because I love all the characters, but it kind of feels like it's doing more of the same thing as the other ones or as a 11. And so this one to me, I would put this above oceans 13 personally, because it feels like more different. And I just like, I like these movies being weird. They're all one thing in my head. So I can't really compare them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, overanalyzing the subtle differences because I've seen these movies so many times. So it's definitely probably less different than in my head it is. But this movie to me, because it's obviously totally different cast, but also it just has a very different style. Like the way that Ocean's 12 took place in Amsterdam and like the music and all of that just felt so different. This one takes place in New York and is all like fashion based. And there was a lot of music choices that were just very different from the other ones. And I just thought that was really great and made it fit the oceans movies thematically in the fact that it was just weird and different. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I kind of uh, stole your thing, but yeah, I'd probably give it at like in 85, maybe high eighties, 88, 89. Like it might not be the best film in the world, but like Kristen said, we will probably watch this one a lot. So for me personally, it's pretty high up there. See, I'm thinking like high 70s, low 80s. Not because I didn't like it, just like random, the random plot things. But then it's like, is that really a reason to give it a lower score? I mean, I think... I don't know. I think most people would probably more fit with what you're saying. Like Maybe that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. I'm I, thinking about it from a general person perspective, not from my own perspective. And and maybe that is from your perspective too, you know. But I'm just saying like, it's not like it's the most audacious thought-provoking make-you-feel-things movie that you'll ever see. But it's rewatchable. <laughs> it's rewatchable. It's a very high rewatchability. They should have hired me for well, their marketing I, I feel like the more that I watch it, the more I'd like it. Yeah, yeah. I think the, like, recency bias, the, like, you know, like, when you Makes see something lower. and you, like, you think it's the best thing ever and then you rewatch it, like, a year or two, three years later and it's not nearly as good. I feel like this one isn't as good up front like it doesn't have the same punch as a lot of hollywood blockbusters but i feel like it's not going to like 
it's going to age well. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't immediately affect you as much. Right. But it's just so fun to watch. But when you go back and watch it again in two years, and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot how great this movie was. Yes. Like, yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, I remember this being better than this. Like, but that doesn't, I don't feel like that makes it deserve a higher score. Well, I mean, yeah. No, no, no. no For I don't. some people, it would. But I think like that a, if you were to go back and, like, some of the movies person. that you would rate, like, 90 or 95, if you go back and watch them again in two or three years, you might not rate them like that. That's true. All right. I think we've pretty much said everything that we need to say. <laughs> Everyone loves Sandra Bullock. Did we mention that it was very rewatchable? <laughs> Goodness. All right. If you enjoyed Ocean's Are 8. Are you going to ask me to do a podcast again? We'll see. So if you liked Ocean's 8 or you have any thoughts about the movie, you can let us know by uh, going to atownmovies.com and checking out the about tab and we have all the different social media accounts that we have you can talk to us on facebook twitter reddit all that's listed there no insta. uh we have an instagram for the a-town fm podcast for noah literally just for now just for noah yep it's true and so yeah you can let us know there <laughs>